Welcome to the Unfiltered Femme Podcast, your new world to get the lowdown on all things pleasure, sexuality, the mysterious female body, dating, relationships, and everything you need to know to step into your most unfiltered, unapologetic, empowered, and turned on self. I'm Steph Morris, a love, sex, and intimacy coach, and along with some incredibly fabulous guests, I'm here to spill the tea on those topics that are typically hush-hush, the juicy things that you want to know all about that have maybe been a little bit too shy to talk about. Think of me as your fearless guide and partner in crime, creating a space for the unfiltered, the raw, the authentic chats where nothing is off limits and there's no such thing as too much. The Unfiltered Femme podcast is all about breaking down those walls and celebrating what it means to be an unfiltered feminine being. I hope you're ready for a wild ride. Let's dive right in. I am so excited for this conversation today. This is going to be such a juicy conversation on the Unfiltered Femme podcast. I'm joined today by my beautiful, incredible friend, Jenna Miller, a fellow sex coach. And we're going to be talking all about our retreat experience when we attended an 100 woman sacred sexuality retreat in June in Costa Rica. We're going to be talking about what goes down when a hundred women join together to basically get naked and work on their sexuality in the jungle and all of things around that. So without further ado, Jenna, please introduce yourself and then we will get into this juicy conversation. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for this. I This week definitely changed my life in so many ways and I'm excited to recap with you and chat about it because yeah, now three months off of that retreat, I feel like things are landing differently for both you and I. So it'll be good to touch base on this. But I am Jenna Miller. I'm from Toronto and Toronto, Canada. And uh, yeah, I do sex coaching as well. My path towards this dharma has been a little, I've dabbled in so many different careers before I ended with my two feet in sex coaching, but this is truly what I was put here to do. It's definitely my mission in life and to just awaken people to the healing that is available to us through our sexuality and through our pleasure and through our bodies. And I grew up with a dad as a doctor and a mom as a spiritual mentor. And this has given me like this beautiful fusion of really grounded in science, but really uh, connected to the cosmos and the divine and that is that is who I am. So yeah, I'm very spiritual and ethereal and love connecting to all of the higher powers, but then I'm also really into geeking out on science and uh, anatomy and how the body works and how the brain is wired for love. So that is me in a nutshell, as quick as I can tell you. I love it so much. Your story and your upbringing is so inspiring to me. And I literally want your family to have a reality TV show because it sounds so freaking cool and empowering as a way to grow up. And we actually have a second episode that we have coming out that we're about to record next, where I want to dive a little deeper into your story and how you got to this point. So that is coming. Second to that, Jenna and I did a recording on her podcast, The Depth Podcast, a few months ago. So it was only a few weeks after we attended this 
incredible sacred sexuality retreat. So after you've listened to this episode, make sure we'll link it below in the show notes. Make sure you go and listen to that episode because it's going to be very different from this conversation. And we had so much amazing feedback from people just blown away at the vulnerability and the depth. Uh, Literally, we were sharing about this experience. So that's a super juicy listen. So make sure you check that out and let us know your thoughts and how blown away you are (laughs) by that. So let's dive into talking about this retreat. So I would love to know, first of all, why you said yes to going to this retreat. Like what was going through your mind? I'm going to say yes to going on this jungle experience. Like what did you think that you were think, expect, or hope to get out of the experience? Yeah. So when I signed up for Vita, the coaching certification at the beginning of the year, I knew that I wanted to go all in with the program. And to me, that meant attending the retreat, like no questions asked and or like, you know, doing no whatever it took to get my ass to that um, room in Costa Rica. And for me, I'm kind of one of those people that if I'm in something, I'm all in like hundred percent. And if I'm not like, if I'm just dipping my toe in, I'm very much just like uninterested. So when it came to this program and this work, it was something I knew like I was all in for. So yeah, it was, at the beginning of the year when I signed up and was thinking about going through retreat, it was outside of my budget, but I was just like, this is, I'm going to make this happen. And I'm so, so grateful that I did. I was definitely fearful to bring this work in person. It felt really edgy to me. I think there was a very big spectrum of folks who attended out of the hundred women. There was people who were really comfortable with Tantra and really comfortable with nudity and had been to sexuality-based retreats before and had or, you know, even been to play parties or women who are sex workers or different levels, degrees, right? And then there was your everyday folks who maybe had never been to a sexuality retreat. And that's where I laid, right? Like I am a pretty open person and I consider myself very lucky to be have, have, to have been raised in an environment where sexuality wasn't shamed, but still this was an edge for me. So getting to that retreat and participating even in the first day, which I know we'll get into the breakdown of what that looked like. But yeah, it was it was it was an edge and it was uncomfortable and it was uncomfortable in my body, but I am just yeah, it transformed so much for me. So that mm. is that is where it landed. I love that. And in your sharing it's like there were all these people who are like so deep into their journey and then there were us. <laughs> like that's just what I was thinking. Like, about. People super advanced, people who've been to like ISTA trainings, which Google that if you want to know what that is, like seriously advanced, like tantra sexuality stuff. And then people who, this was actually your first retreat in general, right? Period. Yeah. 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 I am, I am wow. a homebody and I don't like leaving home much. And so, yeah, it was it was my first trip since the pandemic too. And yeah, it was my first retreat, retreat where you go and you do the inner work. So that was edgy as well, right? Mm, that's huge. Cause I'm a reg- retreat junkie. So have like <laughs> awareness of what retreats entail, obviously not at this scale or really on this topic, but that like, I applaud you and I celebrate you for jumping right into your first retreat. And it's like, go hard or go home. <laughs> you went for it. I yeah. love it so much. So I'd love to know, aside from everything that you shared already, was that like one specific fear in general or was it just like the overall, the traveling, the retreat, the the nudity, the sexuality? Like, was that one thing that you thought, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do that? 
funny enough, like my anxiety manifests in such a funny way, like the most casual, like everyday things for most people is actually what like tips my panic and the other things like nudity or self-pleasuring in a group of people or, you know, bearing my soul to strangers like that stuff actually doesn't stimulate my fight or flight as much as like flying, airports, vomit, transportation, feeling nauseated. Like I I feel like those things were more anxiety inducing and then the actual like curriculum within the retreat, which is just so, so me. I, I love that. I love that. That's like polar opposite of yeah everything else. So for me, yeah, I'm like super good with traveling, vomit, blood, not that there would be blood at this retreat, but like things like that, I'm super chill with. But for me, I was fearful of the number of people that were going to be attending because the largest retreat I had attended prior was around 35 women. And that felt like a lot of women. And it felt a little bit overwhelming. And I didn't like the, in some ways, like lack of intimacy that you can really feel and you can't make connections with everybody. So I was definitely fearful around the sheer number of women, how that was going to be managed, whether that was going to impact the experience. And I think also just knowing that we were going to be doing, like, I I didn't even know what we're going to be doing, but I knew it was going to be freaking edgy and scary. And I think for me, I did not grow up in a, sexually celebrated household I grew up in England like sex is not really talked about nudity in my household was like not a thing you know it was like kind of silence like we we avoid the topic around sexuality around our bodies around relationships around pleasure all of those pieces and so I for a long time was like fearful of being naked around other women we've worked through that now but even like two and a half years ago I'd never be naked around other women. And it was only one of the retreats I attended where we, it was like exposure therapy to nudity with women that by the end of it, I was like, okay, this is boring and it's normal and it's fine. And we're all good. So luckily I'd worked through that a lot. I think if I'd never experienced nudity around other women, I, it would have been very overwhelming for my, for my nervous system. But yeah, what did you feel going in knowing that it was going to be a hundred women there? Yeah, I definitely don't love big groups of people. I am a, a, a more a bigger fan of like intimate settings and just I get overstimulated really easily and I'm a highly sensitive person. So just around 100 people generally like emoting and being humans and doing their thing, like I get distracted and um, caught up in other people's energy really easily. So that was a bit of a fear. And I feel like for me, um, the big stuff of like the travel, the um, – getting to Costa Rica, like the transportation from the airport to the retreat center, like all of those logistical things were kind of heavy on my mind before I left Canada. And then once I was there, you know, fears did pop up like day to day when we were entering into like something new. And I was really proud of my nervous system because I handled it quite well. Like I coasted through some really intense triggers really strongly and grounded which i which actually caught me off guard but to 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 what you said as well like i didn't i haven't really spent too much time nude around other women and i have my own body insecurities and things that i don't love about my naked body and that that is vulnerable you know like sitting there that one night where we had to like completely undress in front of a group of women that were witnessing it like that was um uncomfortable but yeah, I was just proud of how my nervous system showed up to allow me to do that. And 
supported me through that. So yeah, the 100 that. people was uncomfortable. You, you were like, yes! <laughs> I love this. And so I think much. I do... I do deal with my discomfort by just humor and like trying to keep it light and like centering the pleasure of it and being playful. And I think that is really how I navigate those things that do stimulate me in an uncomfortable way. And I think it looks like it comes easy to me from outside of my body, but inside my body, it is very, you know, alert and on edge and heightened. And I think that's just my ability to mask that I've learned from years of being a really anxious and depressed young person and learning to navigate a world that I can't always be 100% honest about my feelings in. And yeah, that comes out in my expression of my sexuality and Mm -hmm. definitely at that retreat too. So Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff came up with that week and I'm grateful for it for sure. But yeah, it was, it was massive, right? Like it changed Mm -hmm. so much for me and you. Yeah, it was really huge. And thank you for sharing that because I think that's really important for people to remember that everybody copes with things differently because from me witnessing you, I would never know, have known without you sharing how you are feeling because you do you are just so funny like you use humor and you're like Mm -hmm. can be loud in those groups and the way that you speak is like so eloquent and yeah I just would never know that you struggle with those things and like how you're feeling inside and because my coping mechanisms are different like I more withdraw and avoid and like then get kind of stiff and uncomfortable and I think it's like obvious from the outside, how I'm feeling on the inside, if that makes sense. But not everybody is the same thing. So it's just important for humans to remember that people are coping using different mechanisms all the time. Yeah. So interesting how we do those things and what we adapt to survive and to Mm -hmm. to care for ourselves. And yeah, it totally is just a way that I present to to feel normal in the world because I had to because I was so uncomfortable for majority of my life. Hmm. Wow. Thank you for for sharing. We'd love to get vulnerable and let's keep going deeper. So on reflection now, before we dive into sort of the flow of each day, which followed a similar flow yet was wildly different. I'd love to know on reflection, sitting three months out from this experience, what would you say was the lowest point or the most challenging moment for you from this experience? Mm. There's two points that come up. We touched on one in in my podcast recording, which was my phobia of vomit and walking into the breath work when there was the barf buckets lining the room and just completely activating my fight or flight and needing to like flee that whole venue was one of the hardest like points to grapple with and to sit through and to like regulate myself enough to stay in that room, which you can, we can link that, that conversation that you and I had to go into detail on that one. But the other thing that comes up was towards the end of the week when the exhaustion hit the last two days, like we sustained these intense long days. So that we got up at seven to have breakfast. We were in session by eight, eight thirty. Then we were in it, like in the work until 10, 10 30, 11 PM at night some days. So it was it was relentless, the pace of this retreat. And I remember on Thursday, my energy dwindling. And then on Friday, just like my whole body resistant to any more work. Like I remember we were doing this inner child dialogue and my body just was like, I can't do it anymore. And I laid on my mat and I just, my body had no other option but to fall asleep. Like I had completely kind of 
gone inward and into myself. And that's when I think the real integration started to start for me. And just realizing that I needed, that I had, I'd pushed myself, you know, to get to that point and to get through the retreat. And then now I needed to really care for myself. So those two points really stick out as my most uncomfortable and the parts mm-hmm. where I really needed to resource. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Coming home. Hmm? Sorry. Sorry. Coming <laughs> home was a whole other journey and that can be a whole podcast recording in itself about the integration and the downtime it took. I know you have quite the story yourself for that. So that I'm I'm thinking of the retreat while we were actually there aside from yeah. that integration back home. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's touch on that as we dive deeper because it's freaking fascinating. But I love what you shared there about getting to the end and sustaining the long days and knowing that you actually couldn't you couldn't take anymore. I think this is the beauty of these sorts of experiences that we get to unsubscribe from that sort of productivity, like good girl, I have to do this perfectly. I have to fit the schedule. Like I have to do everything in this order in a perfect way. Cause that's actually not the intention of the retreat. Like they are like, especially this retreat because it was part personal, but also professional development. It was designed to really push us and one of the gifts in that is us getting to know when we have reached our limit, like actually reached our limit. And so mm-hmm. you honoring that and being like, my body just wants to sleep and that's okay. I don't have to push yeah. push past it. I think is really beautiful and a needed reminder for many women, especially who are so tied to like productivity or thinking that, you know, if you've signed up to something that you have to do it in a specific way. And sometimes that means you pushing past your body's boundaries and that's actually not going to get you the results that you're desiring. So beautiful Mm -hmm. reminder in that. And actually my pit or my like low point is is similar to that. I mean, obviously, and again, we talked about this in detail in your podcast, the breathwork experience that literally shattered me into a million pieces. (laughs) And I can't wait to share more about the reflection on this and like how insanely grateful I am for that experience. We'll talk more about that, but I have just such immense gratitude. I'd never want to experience it again, but I'm so glad I did. So we'll dive into it. We'll dive into that more. Like it's all part of the experience. Like this is all for a reason. But for me, yeah, the low point was the breath work. And I think battling that inner critic and inner judgment of being like, I've experienced something so intense and so like that has just blown me apart and also the part of me that's like I've paid a lot of money to be here I've invested a lot of time I want to be at all the sessions I want to experience everything like I want to be a part of this experience but I I actually wasn't able to attend quite a few sessions after my breathwork experience so that was a challenge for me to be able to say no Like, I trust I'm getting what I need from this. And for me, a perfect experience doesn't mean attending every session and pushing past my body. For me, that meant honoring my boundaries. And sometimes that was taking a nap or FaceTiming my parents, (laughs) not really telling them what was going on at the retreat, but like for support, because that's what I needed after the experience I had. So yeah, definitely a challenge. Absolutely. I love that you touched on the good girl archetype because I have that has been me for true and true for my whole life. I've been 
a people pleaser and the good girl in me always wants to do things. And yeah, it was a lot. We we paid good money to be there. And the the part of me on that last day was like, oh, I, I want to see this through. I've come this far. I need to attend the last few sessions and like, you know, get the last drops of the goodness of this juice. And I was frustrated with myself and frustrated with my body and irritated. You know, I wanted to do it well. I wanted to be good. And then just being like, no, I have to honor where I'm at with my body and what what it's telling me. And that was like, just go to the ocean, go to the beach, like stop trying to make this work because you're not absorbing anything in this room. And I am grateful that I that I listened to that call and didn't bypass myself and like gaslight myself into being like, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, we're good at, we're good at doing that, do that as humans. Lot. I think yeah. humans do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. Like ultimate bypass slash gaslighters of our own experience and we got to stop we got to stop that but yeah thank you for sharing that I'd also now love to know on the flip side what was a highlight a magic moment a peak of the week Mm. so much honestly I'm still it's still like landing like these little drops of joy but one of the One of the things that really just I genuinely miss was the community that was there. I know it was 100 people and it was overwhelming at times. And when everyone was emoting in the same room, it was like overwhelming is like not even a good enough word to describe how that was. But the caliber of people that were there were so soul family. And I felt so seen, so safe, so loved and supported and understood by this group of people. And this is coming from someone who has always felt like a black sheep. I've always felt like different from the people that I'm in school with. I felt different than my peers. I felt out of place in my friend groups. I've felt weird for the things that I like. I've felt strange in this work of sexuality. I've felt like all of these things throughout my life. And and when I was with that group of people, I just felt so valued. And that is truly one of the things that I miss was that community that was there. So that is like one of the shiniest, brightest pieces of the puzzle. And the other piece was how I came to love myself deeper through that week. And a part of that had to do with the community of, of just what was there and how my magic was reflected back to me by this this group of people over and over again. You know, sometimes it was by the ritual that we were doing or the exercise and it, it was asked to for, for folks to celebrate me or to reflect back to me my magic. And then other times it was just sitting at a meal and someone like sharing that something that they loved about me or laughing at a joke or like saying, wow, I really, I see what you've been through and I am proud of you. And yeah, I my body was celebrated in ways that I have never looked at myself or thought about. And now I see myself through such beautiful, loving eyes and parts of myself that I almost hated prior to the retreat. I am like, you know, finding this little love affair with and really loving my nervous system and the way I show up and who I am. And so that's really been like the true gift of this retreat is like seeing myself through this completely new set of eyes and opening my heart up to myself in a way that I just never had done in 30 years. Wow. I literally have goosebumps hearing you share that and feel really emotional because that is literally the reason why I'm obsessed with this work that we're doing that we've been on this journey and we now share with other people 
to yeah. come to that place of acceptance and deep love is just profound and incredible. Yeah. And it's so, so, so possible. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we 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 chase it in such funny materialistic ways, but it's found in really like the subtlety and the the things that don't cost a penny, you know, like mm-hmm. how many times we're trying to just manicure ourselves into this like perfect place to find love within ourselves or like buy these expensive things or have these expensive experiences. But like the the things that really changed me that week were finding my people and asking for support and finding support and being with hearts that were, you know, similar to mine. And that's mm-hmm. truly what changed so much for me. So yeah, this work is incredible. And mm-hmm. I do believe that healing is through this pathway of sexuality and people are putting it as the last priority on their to-do list when I think if we were to flip-flop that and pop it up back at the top or, or higher up, how much joy could trickle into the other areas of our life from doing this work first. And I, and I know you feel similar. So yeah, it's just so powerful. Truly. I absolutely do. I love that. We need to flip-flop it around, like not seeing this as when I get to this point in my business or when I reach this career point or when I have a problem, then I'll maybe dive into this work. But seeing that anything that you want in life, go down the path of reclaiming and healing your sexuality. And you're probably going to get the thing you desire a heck of a lot quicker because you can't avoid the depths and the shadows and the darkness with this work. Like this is where the true lifelong healing takes place. So I agree. And I love everything that you shared there. So for me, I agree, like the community, the women, the support, the celebration, I resonate with you feeling like I've always just felt different or like weird or like I didn't really belong or maybe that I'm, yeah, I'm the weird one sort of thing. And so getting into spaces like this, this is why I love retreats so much and why I now host them myself because they're so transformational when you bring a group of like-minded women together and everyone can see all of the people that feel weird and feel different and quirky coming into a space and being like, oh my God, we're all weird together, but we're the same kind of weird. Like that's so powerful to see each other in that light and to be celebrated. Like the celebration that happens among women who enter as strangers and less than seven days later soul sisters like best friends connections for life some of those people you're never going to see again but if you did see them on the street you would give them a big freaking hug and it would be like you never (laughs) were apart and it's so it's so cool and so powerful and and for me I think the big thing similar to yours was the celebration there were many many exercises where we would share what we saw in another woman and for me the most profound celebrations were from me giving and also receiving from women that we hadn't really interacted with but purely from the energy from just getting that feel from somebody from the little interactions we've had like maybe that was only a few minutes or a few hours or a few days but it's incredible because people are always seeing you and we're always seeing other people and to have that reflected back to you is just so incredible like so incredible Mm. when you're seen in your authenticity and your power so that was a celebration um, that was a really high point for me as well as now on reflection I'd say the breath work Mm -hmm. was a high point (laughs) if we look at it in hindsight not not at the time but there for me also the sex magic which we talked about in your podcast so we're not going to dive into detail on this 
podcast and the final exercise practice that we did that final night when we're in that big room where we had the two big lines, you know, the cell, what was it called? The celebration thing? The catwalk, right? Yes. Celebration catwalk. That for me, like, I was like, I almost ran away. Like I almost didn't do it by the way. Cause I was like, don't oh want to do it. Yeah. I just had so much resistance coming up. I think because of the challenging week I had. And for me, yeah. like being seen in that way and like having, being the center of attention in things like that, where it's like, you got to move your body and you got to like do all those things with so many women. Like, even though I love it, there's still that old part of me that the, is my instinct. That's like, no, like run, don't do this. But there's the new part of me, the authentic part of me that's like, yes, like I live for this and it feels good, but I am always still fighting against that old version, the learned sort of like safety mechanism of run, protect, avoid. So I almost didn't do it. And as we know, the the thing that we have the most resistance to is always where the biggest shift and the biggest transformation comes from. And for me, that was that was a, a high point, like strutting down, having fun, all of these women cheering and dancing and screaming and celebrating and like all the wildness. It was like pure, wild, primal women seeing and celebrating one another. And it was so fun. And I feel like that has been imprinted in my nervous system. And that was just such a great way to end to end the whole week. And I'm definitely going to be doing that at my next retreat. So I'm so excited. What was your experience of that? Did you, I mean, I loved your, <laughs> I loved the way you went down that catwalk, by the way. <laughs> yeah, my knee is still recovering from that. Yeah, I think, did we share that in my podcast? I'm not sure, but I'll I give a little so, recap yeah. in case. But I was wearing this like two-piece, really cute. It has like a bralette top with a, a crisscross one shoulder like strap and then a high cut skirt. And I was wearing no undergarments under it. And I was thought, okay, I'm going to strut like a few struts down the catwalk. And then I'm going to slide on my knee, do like a little get up sexy, strip my clothes off, and then strut the rest of the way. And I was like, this is going to be sick. It's going to look so good. Like, I'm really excited. (laughs) Anyway, I got into it. I did the first few steps. I slid and I hit the knee that was on the high slit side. So it was not covered in material. So I didn't go anywhere but to the ground and skid my knee. And then in like real time, I was like, how do I recover from this? So I just kind of like laid on my back, flashed my pussy, like did like a somersault over my right shoulder, got back up, then just like took my clothes. I don't know. Did I take my clothes off? I'm not sure. And, and and like normally that would be so embarrassing and like, you know, how would you recover from a thing like that? But the whole week, it, you we were just continuously doing things that were so vulnerable and so embarrassing and so like exposing, so raw that it was like, oh, whatever, like this is funny. And yeah, that was my catwalk experience. I did feel good. I, you know, I was like, I'm in the right, <laughs> come in the right community here for this to happen. Um, but it was really funny. It was freaking epic. Like you're just, this yeah. is why I love you because you're an absolute legend. Like so good. <laughs> I just was like, and I lost my voice epic. from that. I was screaming for everyone. Like I was like, yes, clapping full out. Like every person that went down, there must've been, I don't know, at least 50 people in our, Mm -hmm. in our catwalk going through. And I was just like 
cheering from the mountaintops for every person. And by the end of it, the night I called home and my voice was like, they were like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I just was just cheering on like 50 naked women. So I'm a little bit hoarse, but yeah, it was epic. And I, well, I too that. can't wait to do that in my own, in my own communities. Mm, yeah it's so so powerful like celebration energy is just so magical and we need more of that as women so it's such a cool powerful incredible magical high vibrational exercise to end any like in-person experience with so it was freaking awesome loved it so much and the other thing I loved about that too was you know there were women we didn't get to interact with everybody obviously but we did get to know like a decent number of people because everybody was so open and supportive and people weren't it wasn't clicky which was really nice like I really like that that people were just you know you'd have lunch with different people you'd have meals with different people every day you'd be sitting next to different people on the mats I loved those seeing people who we had been in groups with who were maybe a bit more reserved or shy or closed off at the start at the celebration catwalk were like full stripping like just doing all the things I was like yes like this is freaking epic I definitely didn't wear the right dress for that so that was a bit of a struggle for me to like oh, I love undo dress, like the twizzly bits so I only got the top <laughs> part down I was like I mean I would have worn something a little bit different had I known but hey it's all good it worked out in the end it was it was all good and super fun so I love it love 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 it all right so I would love to dive into now on reflection three months down the line what would you say has been the biggest shift or the biggest gift that you have received from that whole powerful transformational experience at the retreat? Mm. It's many fold. I mean, this, this year for me has been so transformational. I left a 10 year partnership in March and this year has been about a love affair with myself and, and pushing myself beyond what I ever thought was possible, you know, taking up space in big and bold ways, like creating boundaries. Um, yeah, it's this has been like such a big year for me. And the retreat was a huge part of that. But sometimes it's a bit hard to isolate. Like what what can I attribute to the first half of the year and and really claiming myself? I turned 30 also this year. So like a big milestone birthday and stuff and what has been the retreat. But I think – One of the big things is just how I show up in my body. I started dating again and um, I was doing this lap dance routine for this new cutie that I've been having fun with. I didn't know about this. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. Yeah, like how I just am so embodied in my sexuality now, like how my naked body doesn't, it doesn't make me uncomfortable, like sharing it isn't uncomfortable to me, like taking up space and, you know, being in that um, sexual energy that I have, like allowing it to flow through me in in a much more smooth way. I think before the retreat, a little bit no, not a little bit. A lot of my sexuality was performative and for, you know, the male gaze. And a lot of it was for, I did things that were, and they felt funny. Like, you know, when you, you're trying on something and it doesn't fit and you're just like, oh, this is like awkward, but I'll just make it work. That's kind of how my sexuality felt like at times. And now it just feels really grounded, really rooted, really like me. And I feel like it's coming a lot more natural. So in just little ways like that, that's something that it's coming up as. I'm a lot more bolder. Like my first date back into dating 
was a threesome. Like I, I'm just I like love taking this up this so much. <laughs> I'm just taking up this space in such a like a, a fuck yes way that I was so fearful to do prior to the retreat. And really, like what we're saying here is it's 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 healing through that 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 chain of our sexuality and reclaiming these parts of ourselves and reducing the shame and the guilt and just allowing the spaciousness to relax into this part of yourself that's always been there, that's been, you know, asking for your attention and asking for you to to love on and nourish. And that's the season that I've been in is just like say yes to more things that cultivate joy for me and reduce that fear because on the other side of stressing and worrying about how something will be perceived or how it's going to come across like there's just so much joy and so much pleasure and so much celebration so yeah I think the taking up Mm -hmm. space the feeling really good in my body feeling really embodied and grounded and just a lot more flirty and sexy is like some of the Mm -hmm. things that are like jumping out right now at me I love that what do you think well I just love your chat I mean you are literally like my idol like you're such an inspiration I love you so much and yeah that going back into the dating world after 10 years and go like diving into and your first threesome right yeah like living legend living legend I mean that's just a true embodiment of your boldness and like you having that desire and being like fuck it I'm going for it like let's let's do this it's really and incredible I don't think I and told... moving from it, hmm? it, sorry go ahead no you go <laughs> I don't think I told you this but on my 30th birthday so it was in May I was with some of my best girlfriends and we got together and we had a girls weekend just to ring in the the new decade and I said to the girls I said the the what one of the biggest manifestations I have for this next year is having sex with a woman and mm. it manifested within two months of that conversation <laughs> she powerful she powerful yes way to ring in your 30s like <laughs> I think you started off on a on a pretty bold and wild way so I'm excited to see what unfolds for you thank you for sharing and being like so honest I fucking love it I love it yeah yeah the boldness the flirtiness the sexiness like what great timing for you to have obviously like the closing of that partnership in such a huge, huge, huge chapter of your life, especially twenties to thirties, like that's a really massive decade. And then having this gift that you have given yourself of this work and this retreat and coming through and diving into now the dating world from that empowered, confident, beautiful, sacred space, like you owning your own pleasure and your sexuality is just so incredible. Yeah inspiration thank you for sharing like what a, there's no bigger gift you could have given yourself and it's really inspiring and cool so. right yeah and, and I know when I mentioned you know this I was gonna go to this retreat no matter what and and the money was an object you know like it wasn't it was an issue and I just thought like I I know that this week is gonna change my life and I'm going to I'm going to make it happen and if that means I'm going to pay this off for the next couple of months like that's what I'm going to I'm going to do and I'm so damn grateful I I figured it out because like yeah this is I would pay what I paid 10 times over. Mm-hmm. For, Me too. for that for those lessons for those people for those friendships for that experience. Yeah, it was so rich. 
Yeah, me too. And also it's worth noting that you and I didn't really know each other that well before the retreat. No, like, yeah, we, we were kind of like URL friends, like Insta friends for a couple of years. Acquaintances through Instagram had met up one time before, but like we didn't really know each other. I was very happy that you were going to the retreat, but that really bonded us on a whole new level, wouldn't you say, <laughs> from the experience? Oh my God, 100%. Like we we didn't know each other on a personal level. We knew each yeah. other on a like an internet friendship yeah. type of way. It was very surface level. It was very much the curated form of what we chose to share. And that week, like you became my one of my closest friends, you know, like yeah. what we shared in that experience, what we went through together, the ways in which we supported each other, like that type of intimacy, the platonic intimacy that took place within that retreat. Mm-hmm. Non-sexual intimacy, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think of you as one of you know, my most special friendships really, mm-hmm. truly in this season of life. So I'm so Me grateful. Too. Yeah. I write back at you. I feel the exact same and I'm so grateful, so grateful for you and yeah, how you supported me through that and this next season of life. And yeah, I'm grateful that you don't live too far away from me so we can yeah. get our hangouts in person. I love it so much. Yeah. This is the power of retreat. So right. Like you, the connection and the space, like the intimacy, the emotional intimacy and platonic intimacy between two people at a retreat it just like speeds things up it's like 10 years of friendship in just a few days it's really really all your walls are down right like all Mm -hmm. all of those masks that we typically wear in society are down and we're just in this like tender like relaxed repose space and yeah it's hard to not have genuine connections which is why retreats are so powerful yeah yeah I love it so much So for my reflection now, looking back three months later, it's actually almost comical to me because that my retreat experience, and again, we went into some some detail on Jenna's podcast about what happened in the breathwork experience, like what I felt and how this came about. But Cliff notes, womb healing breathwork, very intense. I have been doing breathwork for about three years. I'm a breathwork junkie. I'm obsessed. I love to go deep this breath work tore me to pieces and it was the most painful experience of my entire life. I can only imagine that like, I'm I'm sure childbirth is a lot, lot worse, but that felt like what I imagine it would be like, but like, I'm sure it wasn't as bad, but like, just to explain how painful it was. And I, I didn't really understand like why I experienced that, but it, it was like a lifetime of suppressed pain and emotions were coming through to be felt in my body. And it took me a solid- And it was true physical pain. I think that's important to, oh, yeah. to share. Yeah. Like it wasn't an emotional, Mm-mm. like it, it was true physical pain that you were experiencing in your body, in your joints, in your back, like- Correct, yeah. yeah, all through. Yeah, like, you know, when you're in your period and you can't have people touch you because your skin is like sore, it was like that, plus like in, t- in really, really intense hip, joint pain, like knee joint pain, all the joints in my body. It was like, yeah, I would say like a level 10 physical pain running through every muscle and joint of my body. I had a fever afterwards. I had a headache for seven days straight. I actually ended up losing a bit of weight from like the healing, my body just letting go. My skin cleared up. Like it was just, it was wild. It was, it was Mm. incredible, but the intense pain, but on reflection. So it took me, it took my nervous system probably I'd say a solid two months to actually heal from that. However, now on reflection, 
I am so grateful for the experience. I thought that was in, as intense as like this year was going to get for me. And that was the preparation for what was to come for me of this year, basically. Like not going to go into too much detail of like what I've sort of experienced and like the chaos of life that I've been going through the last couple of months. However, all very synchronistic, all very powerful, all very healing. And that retreat breathwork experience was my preparation to be able to hold it all. So the physical and emotional pain that I like felt in my body, my system and my capacity to hold that was expanded so immensely in such a short period of time that it meant that what was to come, which I didn't know was was going to unfold, but I was able to handle that and cope with that and deal with that. And if I had not experienced that breathwork experience, like I genuinely don't know how I would have been able to kind of cope with like the, the more recent events. So it's just made me in awe of not only this work, but breath work in awe of the human body, in awe of our nervous system, in awe of just life and like as embodying and embracing spirituality as a human, as a human being and, and tapping into more than just like this meat suit and the logical sort of way of being a human. I mm. really feel like this, and I feel like it's the same for you and for many people actually that this year, especially the last like six months has been perfectly orchestrated by the universe, like synchronistically. And for me, I feel like I've been doing a lot of work weekly with my therapist and she's been calling it this like initiation and like spiritual emergence almost that I have been going through. And it really does feel like that. And I feel like, yeah, it couldn't have been planned out any better. So on reflection, it just makes sense to me. I'm like, I had to go through that and it had to be so intense because now I can hold it all. Like now I'm like, I can fucking deal with anything. Like yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I got me. So yeah, that would be like my reflection. Anything to reflect or add or share? So powerful. I mean, yeah, I'm just so proud of you. And I know like sitting through those really intense moments were not for no purpose. And I'm so excited to have seen, you know, you through the other side of this journey. And it had to been the thing that, you know, supported you and, and the catalyst for your own highest good. So I'm celebrating that big time. I think through listening to you share, I was making this connection with myself about the hardships that I've gone through post-retreat in my own personal life as well and some of the really um, intense stuff that comes with <laughs> being a human. Mm -hmm. And I think that nervous system regulation and the ability to hold more through the intensity of that retreat and like the, the relentless pace of it and, you know, being triggered a lot by some of my deepest fears, I think has made my resilience and my nervous system more grounded and capable and something that works better for me since having moved through that. And I actually hadn't made that connection until just hearing your share there. But I was like, yeah, these last few months would have been really a lot harder had I not mm -hmm. gone to Costa Rica and had that experience. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Such a good point. And I think that's, that's what people I think get wrong as humans, we try to avoid pain as much as possible. We try to avoid the discomfort because it doesn't feel yeah. good. We try to avoid these situations and experiences, but actually we need them. Like the goal is not actually to have a calm nervous system 24 seven, because that may, 
that can actually make a weak nervous system what strengthens our nervous system and allows it to have more flexibility versus rigidity is when we are able to move through those things that trigger us and move through the things that put us into the sympathetic state and then come mm-hmm. back into the parasympathetic like being able to oscillate between them and that's why things like breath work and cold exposure and ice baths are really powerful because it strengthens your nervous system in that way um but it means that you can mm-hmm. you can cope with the challenges of life which are inevitable like they're always we're always going to be be faced with these sorts of things but our ability to handle it all and and hold it all is really expanded and just makes it like that little tiny 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 bit more easier to to cope with and and handle even when it feels like wildly out of control so thank you for sharing that yeah Mm. it's it's brilliant our bodies are brilliant yeah fucking awesome (laughs) we do have to get uncomfortable like we have to put ourselves in those uncomfortable situations to flex those muscles. And for me, this year has all, I've had to make really brave moves, you know, really like turn on that courage within myself to do things that moved me towards me. And I remember post Costa Rica, like that recovery, I was 14 days, like flat out on my back. <laughs> and I kept saying like, I'm just, I'm brave hungover. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so tired of being brave. And I needed like this womb time to just kind of go inward and like snuggle up because I had since the beginning of the year in January I had been doing all of these things that were so like far, far, far outside my comfort zone that I was like, okay, I just need to, I need to, there needs to be that contraction. I need to come back into myself and I need to recenter. And yeah, mm-hmm. I love that what you just said, because it felt so, so true to my experience. Like I was moving the needle towards getting uncomfortable time and time again. And that's where the growth is. So powerful because you're exactly right. Like that just touches on the duality of you can push and push and push yourself, which is so necessary. And also know that the contraction afterwards or before or whatever, like the order doesn't really matter, but both are needed because we live in a world of duality. And so we need to be able to pull back, but we need the discomfort to grow. We need to embrace the darkness to have the light and we need to be able to handle and move through the intensely painful experiences to expand our capacity to feel pleasure on the flip side. And that's not an instant thing. That's a journey. But if you want to feel more pleasure and joy and happiness in life, then you've got to embrace that darkness and start to embrace the pain because we live in a world of duality. That's exactly what we did at that retreat. Hell, we did. We did. So moving in now, we'll kind of go at a little bit of a faster pace because I want to touch on the flow of each day and just kind of share a little bit around the power of these practices. So high level, just an overview. We had the Yoni Egg practice. We have the breath work, of course. Each day was a demo, so actually witnessing one of the teaching team going through what we were about to experience for the breath work. We always had an evening ritual, which was like a little di- bit of a different vibe. Yeah, I think that's like kind of the flow. So starting with the, the Yoni Egg practice, I'd love to know, like, what was your relationship before and how has that shifted since doing these daily, like different intentional Yoni Egg practices? Yeah. I had, I had owned a Yoni egg. I had maybe used it like, I don't know, a handful of times and just been like, oh, I don't really get this. And then going into the retreat, experiencing it in the way that we did and with the themes and with the intention and understanding more of the actual legacy of the Yoni egg and the cult, like culture and history behind it, I think really made it so much 
uh, of a richer practice for me. I've been really resistant in my own practice in this recent season of life that I'm in. Like I would say in the last month or so, like really resistant to doing practices that are going to make me feel good, which is one of those funny things about just being a human where shit catches up with you and you're, and I like I find my body like falling asleep when I go to do a self-pleasure practice or just kind of being a no to things. So it's it's a funny dance. My self-pleasure with the Yoni egg hasn't been – I haven't been doing that too much. But I just – I loved being in person and having the accountability to, you know, show up to these practices and to honor my body in that way and to honor the practices in that way. But the Yoni egg specifically I have not really done much with mm-hmm. since coming mm-hmm. back from Costa Rica. And that's okay. We all have seasons of different things that we move through. I think the yoni egg is an interesting one that it's in some ways like anticlimactic because it's very subtle. So magnetic, yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful. But I actually have been meaning to get more into, I mean, I haven't been consistent with my yoni egg practice either, if I'm being honest. I think... I've used it a few times, but I'm excited now moving into this new season of life to really re-engage because I found my own flow with the Yoni Egg and the way that I love to use it the most is I pair it with a breathwork practice and use it when I want to create something. So if I'm birthing something like a new project or content, I find it really powerful in that way to connect with the breath, like really activate sexual energy in my body And then to turn that sexual energy into creative energy or into like presenting energy or like podcasting energy or whatever. I'm not wearing it right now because it's about to start my period. Um, So that's one time when it's not advised to be used. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's one of those subtle, subtle practices. Yet there's so much power and different ways that it can be used. But it definitely strengthened my relationship with the tool of the Yoni Egg and expanded my like awareness of all the different ways that it can be used and it's something that I definitely think that it's a great entryway for women into the world of sexuality if they have the right guidance and education to help in how to use it otherwise it feels a bit can fall a bit flat yeah I do think you need a guide I think it's one of those things that is really helpful to have someone support you through 100% totally which side note we do this in sex queen I make (laughs) make I invite the women to get a yoni egg and we have a few different practices that are really powerful I've tried all the yoni egg practices and I feel like my my way of guiding it is very powerful (laughs) if I do say so myself I believe it Of course, of course. Now moving into, let's talk about the demos. I'd love to know. So just for context, because the breath work we were doing was so intense, we would watch almost like, was it about half an hour, like a 45 minute demo of one of the teaching team being guided and experiencing the breath work practice before we would actually do it. Would that be about right? The time frame, something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What was your experience of watching the demos it was emotional I think that's like the biggest thing that sticks out was to see someone in those states was really beautiful it was triggering at times and it was like confronting the parts of myself in my own shadowy parts that maybe were resistant to it or were judging it or which was a beautiful mirror to have and just 
yeah, real pride for the teaching team, like real adoration for them to be able to show up in that way and share that so vulnerably with us. And then some fear for what that was going to look like in my own body, you know, after lunch or right after however the day was structured. Usually we had the demo and then a break and then we went back and we did it. And so sometimes just like some fear popping up of like, you know, do I have the ability to, to, to recreate that in my own body or to have to express in that way? And that looked different every day. Some practices felt more edgy than others. But yeah, that's what immediately came up. What about for you? A lot of resistance for me. <laughs> Like, I almost feel like there's two parts to this that I see. First part is I almost feel like they do that to create more resistance in your body. I don't know. Maybe that's just my experience, but I would just be like, nope, don't want to do it. Like, this looks awful. This looks scary. This looks vulnerable. But on the flip side of that, I think what's powerful about this is the permission slip that it gives you. And this is what is incredible about doing this work in numbers in a group of women is we shouldn't need this, but we do because as humans, there's that sheep mentality. Like when we see someone else do something, we, we are natural followers. And so finding our own expression in that, but when we see somebody experiencing something, it internal, we internalize that as, Oh, it's okay for me to go there. Like it's okay for me to be in my bigness or to be in my like mess and chaos and screaming, if that's the case or crying or, or being soft and whatever it is. And I think that's what's really powerful and kind of comes back to the point of doing this work amongst other women women gives you the permission to find your own authentic expression, whether that's breath work or movement or any practice and to allow yourself to go there because it's safe to do so because somebody else has opened that, that container and that sacredness. So you're like, okay, I can now show up in that way in my own authentic expression, which is Yeah, thank you for saying that because I totally feel the exact same way, but I didn't, I forgot that piece of the puzzle and it's so true. Mm, Yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty cool. The more I think about it, the more I think this retreat experience, like very intentional, very magical in the way that they created it. And even the number of women, it's like not a money-making thing. It's genuinely, it was that way on purpose. Like. There's a reason why it was structured in that way. And it's, yeah, for sure the best like run orchestrated intentionality wise retreat that I've been on by a mile, like everything felt very curated and and very safe, which was Mm -hmm. obviously is very necessary ingredient for this kind of work. So love that. Okay. So then the breath work, like how has your, I know that you were not a breath work fan before how has this changed your own like your own practice if you have if it has changed in any way and also perhaps like the way that you see this working with clients or like how you desire to work with it in the future like how did the breath work change things for you the breath work changed so much for me because it completely changed how I wanted to do my work. So I originally thought I wanted to do basically everything online. And through through facilitating those breathwork sessions, I was like, wow, I really want to have an office where people can come and do this work and retreats and do to bring this stuff in person because the hands-on being there with someone, breathing with someone, being able to watch the subtleties of their body language that you you just cannot duplicate online on Zoom has made me rethink the whole structure of my business. So 
that was huge. And then in my personal practice, just being so much more aware of my breath and adding in way more movement, way more somatic release, way more permission to move. Like I, the way in which I navigated those breathwork sessions in at our during a retreat was completely different to anything I had ever done at home before. And now bringing those little like not fully recreating those experiences because they were intense, but, you know, bringing in that flavor of somatic release and adult temper tantrums and emoting. And yeah, like that has really changed my own personal practice too, which is really cathartic and helps me clear out a lot of the bullshit that then keeps me from my, like my, my bliss and my magic. So Mm. on a personal note, it's changed that as well. Yeah. Mm. I feel you. I resonate deeply with that. And I would say the same. It's massively shifted the way that I hold space for clients and guide breath work, especially in the realm of sexuality. So I have a couple different styles of breath work that I do, and I've really sort of honed in this style, the more somatic and expressive type breath work, which for the sexuality work is super potent and super powerful. So I'm really grateful for that. And anyone's listening and is in Toronto wants to come to Toronto and do in-person breath work one-on-one or group session hit me up because I would absolutely love to do yes. more of that and I'm really excited for how I'm gonna change the the style of breath work or weave this more into my retreats that I do because it's just yeah that hands-on touch like the power of that the way that we were taught to do that I have not been taught I've done a couple of breath work programs and I had never been taught at that level of like how to intimately guide somebody to really help the unwinding of the emotions of any stuck trauma that's in their body. Like it was mind blowing. And if I had only received yeah. that, it would have been worth it for me. Like the whole retreat, just the, the, the breathwork portion, super powerful. People got to get into breathwork, man. It is wild. <laughs> also, wild. we've got to host a retreat together. We do. Putting it out there. If anyone wants, yeah. if anyone wants this, like hit us up. Let's create the demand. Let's plan it. Twenty twenty four. Let's do it. Yes, we absolutely must. Maybe we can do a. Maybe we can do one locally. Oh, we could do like a winter retreat. Wouldn't that be fun? A day retreat. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Like let's get like it. in somewhere in the snow, but it's like vibey. I don't know. We could do a little cold plunging. Oh my gosh, I'm getting so oh. many ideas now. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> I'm here all winter. So there we go. Let's manifest it. Let's put it out to the universe and allow it to unfold. This will be freaking epic. Amazing. If you're listening to this and you are excited, hit us up. We need to know. Yeah. Let us know if you would come to a retreat based on this podcast. Like maybe you don't even know us, but you're listening to this. Do you want to come to a retreat hosted by Jenna and myself somewhere in Ontario? Let us know. It's happening. It's already happening. It's already done. All right. I'm too excited, clearly. (laughs) All right. So to kind of put a bow on this, I've loved this episode and I love, I mean, I've loved both. I love the one we did on your podcast. It was so juicy and I can't wait to go back and listen to it too, because I want to hear like the place I was in back then. Anyway, I digress. Right. To put a bow on, on this, I would love to know like any, and then I have a few questions to ask you to wrap this up, but there are any like final thoughts, things that you want to share, things that, yeah, any final words that you're like, okay, I just have to share this, like insights, takeaways, celebrations, anything of the above? Yeah. The thing that's really coming through right now is like to trust yourself. Like if you have a ping or like something that you feel called towards doing or, or, or exploring or 
you know, experiencing, like, trust yourself to move towards that. And also that we're more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. I think sometimes we think of ourselves as so fragile and that we can't hold these big experiences or we don't know what's on the other side of, you know, letting go into this full body orgasm or letting go into this somatic experience and, and touching grief or whatever. And obviously we need safe spaces to do that and to be held by professionals and to be trauma informed, but also we are so resilient. So give yourself more credit, you know, lean in and experience those those moments of bravery because they are the catalyst to such deep growth. And yeah, so trust and uh, trust and lean in, baby. <laughs> mm, yes, trust and lean in. And just to add to that, like your body will only give you what you can handle. If there is one thing that you make a mission in this lifetime, it is to learn the power of your body and get to know the power of your body because you have access to so much within. If only every human knew what they had within them and the power and the healing yeah. capacity and the wisdom that they have right there at their fingertips. If only they right. could learn the tools to tap into that, man, like we would be living in a very different world, a very, very different world, a happier, like more peaceful, more loving world with more empowered people wanting to change other people and heal. And yeah, it would just be so beautiful. So that would be yeah. what I would add to this. Your body will always and only give you what you can handle. And that's often a lot more than you think you can. So perfect way yeah. to wrap it up. So if you could sum up, give me like one to three words, which is, this is an impossible question, but one to three words to summarize your retreat experience. Expansive, mm -hmm. liberating, mm. and loving. Ooh, I love yeah. that. All right. Now I'm trying to think, what am I? I'm going to say. And that's hard because, I mean, I had diarrhea all week. So I mean, <laughs> for those three words to come out of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh god I just I love you I love you my words are world shattering yeah I don't know if that's one word or two words you got your shatter baby I got my shatter mind-blowing and mm, I want to say transformational but I think that's just like so cliche but it's true like so yeah. yeah it was so transformational in so many ways so many ways mm -hmm. like less pleasurable for me that was the pain experience I didn't really get the pleasure experience I was hoping for but I know that my capacity for pleasure has been expanded so much and I'm just I'm just patiently waiting over here on the other side to get to that point where I'm like <laughs> this is what it was all for not there yet, but I trust. Yeah. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> so I love it. And that was more than three words, but we love to talk. So I have final questions. So three questions that I'm going to ask you to put a bow on this episode. What are you celebrating right now? I am celebrating caring for myself and being present with myself in a way that I have just never done. I think that the way I adorn myself, the way I pay attention to me, the way I am attuned to my needs, it's just in a 
a, a love affair that I've never experienced before and I'm just so deeply proud of. I'm celebrating that with you. That's the second time that you've said love affair with yourself. And I just think that's so, I love it. Like, I think it's so beautiful and so inspiring. So I am celebrating you hard right now. Yes, more women need that. So thank you for sharing. Second question. What are you celebrating? Can oh. you tell me? Okay, okay. turn this around. I am celebrating the peace that I'm experiencing right now. Yeah, that's just that what I, I'm mm. feeling so much safety and so much peace and it's so welcome and it's so nourishing to my system. I'm so grateful. Mm. So I'm celebrating peace. And I'm also mm. celebrating this podcast. Yes. <laughs> finally getting this going. So those are my two celebrations. What is bringing you pleasure right now? Dating again. Oh my God, it is so fun. I, yeah, I'm just like, I have this cute guy I just love making out with and like exploring new things and just meeting new edges of myself through that. And yeah, falling in love is such a fun thing to do. So mm. I'm celebrating that and also having so much pleasure in it. Oh, I love it. I love it. It gives me the little tingles in my heart. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. And what is something, kind of touched on this, but if there was one thing that you had a little magical wand, you have your wish from the, mm -hmm. the genie bottle or whatever it is, <laughs> butchered that, but you get what I'm saying, fairy tales, all of that. What is something that yes. you wish every woman on the planet would know or could experience? I would love for people to reframe self-pleasure as medicine. I think that we think about touching our bodies and having like giving ourselves pleasure as this like gross, rude, embarrassing thing. And truly like the nervous system reset that it gives you to have an orgasm, the flush of hormones, of excess hormones that it does, like how good it is for your nervous, sorry, for your whole like hormonal suite, your skin, your like longevity, your energy levels, like how beautiful that is to, to like deepen your connection to your own body, to know into how to source your own pleasure and how that enriches your relationships and your sex life with the people you get to have sex with and how that in turn like deepens your relationships and how that strengthens then families because parents are loving and present with one another and well fucked. Yeah, I just self-pleasure is medicine and I wish that everyone could reduce the shame and the guilt and just lean into like enjoying that aspect of being a human and having erogenous zones <laughs> and mm. juicy mic drop yes, yes. Mm. so well said I freaking love it self-pleasure is medicine so beautiful and that's brings us to put a bow on this that we are going into we have another episode that's going to be coming out which is diving into all of the things that two sex coaches aka me and Jenna want you to know want every woman to know so we're going to be diving deeper into that thread as well as some other threads yes. of the things that you must know. So watch out for that coming soon. And lastly, Jenna, where can people find you? If they want to be like, this Ooh. is clearly a cool woman. How do we connect? Yes. Most present on Instagram, I am Jenna Miller. That is my handle on TikTok as well, which is soon to be coming. My website is jennamiller.ca or .co, depending on where you are and where you, how you want to search that. And my podcast is Depth with Jenna Miller on anywhere you listen to podcasts. So you can also check that out as well if you want some more long form content with me. 
Amazing. Thanks for asking. <laughs> of course. This is the feminine way. We got to celebrate each other, right? And you're freaking amazing and inspiring and have some really sexy pictures too from your photo shoot. So go check out Jenna. We love each other. You're amazing. (laughs) Thank you for being so open and vulnerable and just sharing yourself so authentically and so beautifully as always. I really love and appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for you being here and for our friendship and can't wait for the next episode where we're going to go a little bit deeper. So thank you. And we'll see everyone. Love you. (laughs) I love you. Thank you. Bye.